welcome back to Between You and Me, the world's third most popular Marillion podcast. <laughs> just giving me death stare there. Hey, the good news is, though, we are the world's most popular anti-fish podcast. So you're dead. So you're dead. <laughs> it's just like, no, because like literally a second before you pressed record, you were like, oh, uh, I'm not going to say anything about it. I know, I said we need to address the elephant in the room. Okay. I said I wouldn't dwell on it, which I oh, won't. Oh, you wouldn't dwell on it, okay. So we've been away. We've been away. Uh... I thought you were going to say we were the world's most inconsistent Marillion podcast, which is true. Well, it has been this year. We have definitely been inconsistent, which, you know, fits into my modus operandi perfectly. Don't know about you, you're more consistent than me in life, but um, so... You're consistently inconsistent. Yeah. So we took a, a little break. Uh, it wasn't planned because we had intended to come back after the previous episode with our review and thoughts on the H Natural gig that we went to at the Crooked Billet. Um, and then uh, I, I felt a bit shit about it all, a bit shit about doing this podcast. Those of you who follow us on Facebook will have seen the post that I put up recently. Um I just want to say the bit I said just now, of course, we're not an anti-fish podcast. For Christ's sakes, we're a Marillion podcast. We're not anti-fish for those of you who said as much. Who said that? Uh, oh, did someone actually say it? Someone actually said that, yeah. Oh, well. <sighs> what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It was, it was pretty much that comment was the one that sort of sent me downhill. Oh, uh, you didn't tell me about this, and, yeah, and I'm dude. hopeless at keeping up to I date. I with... You've not just been listening to me for weeks. <laughs> you not. haven't been listening to me for weeks. So you've been focusing on uh, editing our YouTube videos. I, I get hyper focused, <laughs> yeah. and then everything else disappears. I've felt very lonely for weeks now. Oh, no, that's <laughs> so not true. <laughs> anyway, um, so I think uh, after the last run of episodes, uh, and I'm going to be completely honest here. There's another Meridian podcast out there, of course, Planet Marzipan. And it just all kind of coalesced at a time when I was already feeling a little bit uh, wobbly because it's the one year anniversary of losing my dad, I think. So I wasn't in a great way because of all that. And then I just started to think, ah, just, what's the point of us? What's the point of doing this? So it wasn't, um, you know, we got we got one star review bombed on Apple Podcasts and all this sort of stuff from angry fish fans who felt that we were doing a hatchet job, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, and you know, I can take bad reviews of what we do because you know, after thirty years I've worked in the media in one capacity or another i'm well used to people not liking what i do that's not an issue but it just sort of started to feel you know i don't know if i've got the energy for the <laughs> the backlash if i open my mouth and say something a bit um i don't know something that that people get offended by or defensive over or whatever i just thought is it worth it mm. that's frankly it you know do we is there a need for Beampod was was where I was at. But that makes it sound like that's all we do, and it's not. No, of course not. As as Also, <laughs> I'd just like to say, let's also remember the vast amount of supportive emails vast. that we've had. Vast. Which we won't be reading out. 
emails, <laughs> e- emails of yeah. people with their own stories and their own experiences. So they weren't just sort of going like, um, uh, yeah, good on you or whatever. Like they were just telling us their own experiences. Um, they far outnumbered. We had the we've had a ton of reviews yeah. and stuff. Lovely comments on Facebook when I sort of posted up last week as you listen to this uh, as we record this it's this week um you know so we know we've got an audience out there and people who appreciate what we do and understand that you know we are slightly tongue-in-cheek sometimes but we're also sometimes can deal with serious stuff and big topics because i think that's who we are and that's who that's that's life isn't it you know it isn't just one thing we're not just controversial we're not just comedy we're not just the facts we're not just nostalgia you know people are more complicated than that and we reflect that because we try to do an honest and authentic podcast and therefore with that in mind um frankly if you don't like something we say well that's your right um but we're not going to censor ourselves if we feel something you know we're not gonna let ourselves be policed I think that's where I've ended up after having a few weeks off. We're not going to be policed by people who kind of go, don't do that. It's uh, it, it upsets me or it's unfair or it's anti this or it's anti that or it doesn't align with my opinions or what I believe or, you know, oh, you know, you're being unfair on a individual or a album or a song or, or whatever. You know, we're not we're not going to be swayed by that because to do that means we're compromising who we are and we're self-censoring rather than what you do get with us which was always the intention for this podcast from day one was was to be honest and open and truthful and you look at the comments we got on facebook this week last week if as you're listening to this you know with people saying i discovered the band because of you and the and, emails we've got and the emails we've got which i'm hopeless at replying thing. to emails i'm sorry i do put them all in a post bag we've read them and all. then yeah we read them all i just because it takes me a while to think about what to say in reply me too a lot a lot yeah. of the time so i kind of file it away and i'm like oh it'll be easier to reply to this in a post bag but then there's so many it's hard to read them all out yes on but the podcast. as i was saying you know we're certainly not going to read some Excuse out because me, they're <coughs> okay Sonia's not well by the way Sonia's had a cold another reason why we didn't record last week and i had a migraine big you surprise had, there you had, two, you had more than one migraine <laughs> yeah, i had two uh yeah you know a lot of people who said we I discovered the band because of this podcast, partly because we had an existing audience, who, some of whom came over, others just stumbled upon us. And what there'd be people that have stumbled upon we us. We had that, yeah. We had a comment. Uh, That's that I read. crazy. Uh, and the whole point of this podcast originally was that it was me, a long-term Marillion fan, and someone who didn't grow up with Marillion and hadn't even heard of them until she met me. So, you know what you get. And the fact that we're doing this chronologically, what you get is pretty unfiltered, you know, and pretty honest. And it's a journey. And I think people have appreciated that and appreciated the fact that, you know, we don't hold back when we don't like something. But it, it it's like it makes the, the times when we do all the more meaningful. I hope that was always my intention. 
So when you know you will know you will always be getting an opinion, you know, good and bad, that that is real and true and honest. But it, it's like with everything in life, if everything was just on one flat track, you know, there would be no happy, there would be no sad. But how boring would that be? But you know, you you enjoy those highs all the more because of the lows. Does that yeah. am I making yeah, sense? It adds texture. Yeah. Adds texture and richness and uh, texture is the best word. I don't know why I'm trying to find a third word. Yeah. Uh, also, if if sometimes you think we're being disrespectful to anyone, you ought to go and listen to the Corona Diaries because H is more disrespectful about his bandmates than we've ever been. <laughs> you know, and Fish, frankly, he said some things. So, you know, back off. Yes, I've got a fire in my belly. I'm back. Wow, this is good to see because you have not been in a great way for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, not just because of being. Not just because of this. I mean, yeah, but, you know, I haven't seen you with a fire in your belly for yeah. a while. Uh, I've come out fighting. Good. Right, so, H Natural. Yes. I can barely remember it now. It was so long ago. <laughs> it feels like a year, because we've had such a full-on month yeah. so far. It feels like it was a year ago. So much has happened in between. Yeah. Well, we went to Cumbria, didn't we? We yeah. failed to go to Coniston Water because I wanted to perhaps do a little bit of recording there, you know, where Bluebird. Oh, that would have been nice, but uh, it was, our days were just so chock full, mainly with driving from one place to another because it was big, a big distance. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it just feels like it was so long ago. Yeah, it does. I know. It's been a, a full-on month for us. Another reason why we haven't recorded or I haven't had time to kind of go, okay, what do you feel about this? You know, really. Bold. Yeah. Um, but, but what oh, what a place, though. That was such a special night. Oh, that... well, you're not talking about the Lake District. You're talking about... Oh, no. It's... <laughs> yeah, back on back on topic, the H Natural gig at the Crooked Billet. Yeah. What? Sorry, that my voice just went then. What a magical location. It had such a cool atmosphere. The place looked cool. Like there was fairy lights in the... Because you said, oh, we're going to be in a gazebo behind the... That was a weird accent. Gazebo. Hey, stop, stop. Right, this is like about <laughs> the third or fourth time. Some of it I might have edited out by now. I don't know. But stop questioning the things you're saying because it makes my editing uh, no. a headache. Well, you try living just, with just it. Just roll on. Try living with roll it. Roll on. All right, so when you told me that the gig was going to be in a gazebo in the pub's back garden, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to freeze. What is it going to be like? And they made it seem like we were indoors in some luxurious cabin. There were fairy lights everywhere. There was a really warm atmosphere. There were uh, long, comfortable tables. Yeah, the, the Port Zealand there tent. Was plants the everywhere. Port Zealand tent. It was not. <laughs> well, it was small. Sure. It was a lot smaller Pull than the Port Zealand yeah. tent. Um, and it was just like the atmosphere was so magical. It really, really was. I'm so glad that we went. Me too, because uh, well, we 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 had Airbnb nearby, which you made me walk to nearby, relatively nearby. Saying you made me walk all the way from our what? Airbnb to the Crooked Billet. It was a twenty minute walk. Half hour, thirty five minutes actually. It was nice walk through the woods. It is, yeah. But my toes were playing out. Do you remember after that that I I started taking new supplements? I thought you toes? were already taking the supplements oh, before kicked, then, and your toes were fine. Nah, that they night. hadn't kicked in. They hadn't kicked in. Really, they're much better now. 
I, just I remember you saying that they were fine. I just don't complain, you know. I was probably saying that to make you feel better about the, the cruel punishment you're inflicted upon me. It was such a lovely walk through the woods, through the leafy green suburbs of whatever the place was called. I can't remember. What was it called? <laughs> Stoke Row. Stoke Row. Looking Billet was the pub. Um, what a lovely area. Yeah, and the Maharaj as well. Oh, we saw the Maharaj as well, which goes down 150 metres underground. I was uh, not expecting to see that. People are probably asking, what, what is that? Oh, look it, it up. Yeah, look up the Maharaj as well in Stoke Row. It's... Yeah, so basically because the Chilterns okay, you don't didn't need have to, access you don't need to, to drinking water. I can send it now telling you on our, Mar- on get, our Marillion podcast. I need to get the information out somehow. The Chilterns didn't have access to drinking water a couple of hundred years ago. Um, Do you remember why? Because there's too much chalk. Who told you that in, fact? Uh, the sign, the information. No, sign I told did. I. You bloody liar! <laughs> I told you that fact that the Chilterns are, are really chalky, so all the water doesn't sit. So there's very little sort of sitting water, so it just it filters through the the hills. Yeah, and then there, so there were people were stealing water, and children were in terrible health, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the there was a. Maharaja, I can't remember his name, in India, John. who was friends. <laughs> Maharaja John was friends with the mayor of the town, I want to say. I don't know. You're doing very well. Uh, yeah, of, I don't know if you've got any of this right, but you're like, doing very well. Thanks. Um, and it because the Maharaja wanted to prove his continued allegiance to Queen Victoria as India was going through a period of, um, can you say revolution? wanting independence, trying to move away from the UK and the Commonwealth, etc. British Empire. The British Empire. Thank I you. I think you're fine. Thank you. <laughs> there there you go. I'll just that, get Paul to tell That's what it was back in the day. Well, the Maharaja wanted to prove his allegiance to Queen Victoria, so he decided to fund the drilling and building of this well, which goes down so, so deep. In order to get to the water level... Was it called a water level? In order to get to where the fresh water was under the ground, they had they could only fit one person in the tunnel at a time and dig out one bucket of earth at the time. And the air that filled this tunnel hole in the ground apparently really stunk. So there you go anyway. Now they have a well. They don't use it anymore, but it's still there and it's very pretty. Well, we hadn't lost listeners with the fish episodes. <laughs> Sanya's finished off the last few. <laughs> it's like one of the... Now they're a pro Maharaja's well podcast. <laughs> I, I hate the Maharaja's well, and that's all they talk about. <laughs> it's really cool, though, because it's just like in the middle of this tiny little village. You're walking along through this tiny little village, and then there's this, like, majestic well. Well, Indian-style. Well, well yeah. yeah, it's strange. Did it have elephants on it? I've got a feeling it might have had some elephants on it, not real ones. That would be weird. Oh, yeah, that would just have... walk along and there's this well with like, like 10 elephants balanced on top of it. Um, so we should probably move on from yeah, the let's move on. as well. We've, we've gotten distracted. No, you've we've got... got no, distra- <laughs> no, we, we got distracted, Paul. Uh, yeah, so the crooked billet, I don't think we need to recap the story about how it was the first gig that H played with Marillion that came about. Came about. It was an impromptu gig, wasn't it? Yeah, Mark Kelly, I think, agreed on it because they, they were recording nearby at Hook End Manor. Mark Kelly 
used to go there for a drink or the band did and mark i think agreed with the owner who's still there who who still owns the place oh yeah we he? saw him um that maybe he would play a gig as the low fat yogurts in return for free food <laughs> And they still do that. There's a sign on the door that says, if you bring fresh produce, they'll give you a free meal. Like bring fresh produce to give to them, not just like, hey, I've got a bag of potatoes here. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Mm. wait a minute. So they still do that. That's not the same thing as a band playing a gig, bringing in a cut of cabbages. They still barter for meals. Uh, Okay, right. Yeah, good. Skills for meals. Anyway, we had to, I suppose we didn't have to, but you got a, um, you we, yeah, we had a meal as well when we were there. I mean, Oh not, my God, the not, food. Not the cheapest meal, but bloody hell, it was good. The food is out of this world. It's so like speak. some Michelin starred restaurant level food. Mm. And you get a good portion as well. Yeah, they were, they were really good size, even portions. the starters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were very lucky because we were right near the front, weren't we? We managed to get yeah, a seat we had right an amazing view. I mean, almost too close to be comfortable, but it was <laughs> it was a hell of a view yeah, that we had. So we sat on these long tables, and we who was the name of our new friend that we made? Oh, oh. I remembered him because Richard. Mm, no, no, it wasn't Richard. I, oh, he commented on Facebook, and I should have looked it up. Anyway, hello to our new friend. We'll see you at the borderline. Not borderline. What's it called? And now we're getting Roundhouse. all the names wrong. Roundhouse. The Roundhouse next month. This month, if you listen to this. Whatever. Oh, my. What's going on? <laughs> it's had a bad month. Um, yeah. The uh, yeah the the set was... It was just perfect, really. It was. It, it was, was if you've uh, never done H Natural, go. Because they're really special. And this, the fact that we've sort of sat down, we'd had a meal. You, you know what? Sorry for interrupting. Sorry, do you know what? what? You I, again, when you pitched the event to me and pitched. said, yeah, you're like, oh, I'd really like to go to this. It's a dinner and gig. I was like, oh, how is that going to work? How awkward you're eating while H is singing. Oh, wow. I thought it was going to be so awkward. But no, you eat first and then H comes on stage so you can fully concentrate. But you're Amazing. sitting in comfort. You can have a nice glass of water or orange squash or saying? wine or beer. That's a weird way of... you what? Wine. We had wine. <laughs> Uh, also, also the toilets wine. were full of paintings of naked women. Or the no, men's the women's toilets weren't. We had no naked people in our toilets. Just saying, Crookabilla, if you're listening, get on it. Get some di- dicks on the walls. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Sanya's saying. <laughs> she wants to see some dicks while she's peeing. <laughs> I don't. Please. I don't. I don't. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do that. Um, but yeah, the, the I mean the gig, it was really special. It was a particularly special one. We've done H Natural a couple of times. I mean, I've probably done it a few more times than you, but mm-hmm. uh, they're always good. But the atmosphere that that was in that tent, yeah, was it just was really special. It really, there was something magical about it, and I can't quite describe it. But I heard that H's doing more H natural gigs like this where they're in a kind of like cute little unique venues and people will have a meal and then he'll play his set. Yeah. And I'm just saying that is a winner of a combination, yeah. and a winner of an idea because it just makes the evening 
feels like more of a special event. Yeah. I mean, obviously it was live streamed. So if you, you've got the space, the Meridian video on demand uh, service, then you can watch it, I think. I don't know if you, if it's still available, but we should watch it back. We should. Given that we've forgotten most of the gig. No, I uh, I do remember what? some highlights. Speak for yourself. You remember You've forgotten most of the gig? No, that's a lie. That was a joke. Okay. Whimsy. All right. Who was bad as our listeners not getting jokes? <laughs> <laughs> Take everything we say at face value. <laughs> I love you, listeners. It's a joke. Uh, wink emoji. Uh. <laughs> Sadie's put her head in her hand. Uh, so we opened with Brave. Which was yep. lovely, as I remember it. Followed by your least favorite song, "Real Tears for Sale." Yeah, but it was, you know what? It's really good. It was really good. Followed by atmosphere the- and the fact that it was just H playing it with his keyboard. Just so. Just good. makes it. So it does make it different. Uh, followed by "Now She'll Never Know," which was great. Mm. Uh, then "In the Ghetto" by the pop singer Elvis Presley. Mm. Uh, wrapped up in time, which I remember being particularly good. Roads to Moscow by Al Stewart, which he always does a great version of. Uh, number One. You know the song Number One? Sandy's looking at me blankly, doesn't remember playing it, even though she claims she remembers everything. Uh, Working Town, the How We Live song, which I seem to really like. Seem to remember. Seem to really like, which I seem to remember really liking on the night. Uh, then Working Town. Oh, no, I did that, didn't I? Yeah. God, I've, I'm st- you know what? I ordered you some char- uh, Lion's Mane mushroom supplements today. Oh, yeah. Well, not oh, just yeah. you and me as well. but Mushroom supplements, eh? Y- the- yes, they are supplements. <laughs> Is this because my brain hasn't been working since my migraines? Yeah. Yeah, I know. They're, they yeah, are. Yeah. They help um, neurological processes and um, stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. I think I'll benefit from it as well after this dumb cold. Yeah. These, my- these two migraines I had just seem to disrupt my brain chemistry and uh, my clear thinking uh, everyone at home going we can't notice any difference mate <laughs> <laughs> can't notice any different <laughs> it's the same old shit um lucky man which which was nice which is always one of my favorites yeah well we'll get to that when um uh we'll get to that when we talk about sounds that can't be made uh i interestingly because i uh i went and saw one of my kids yesterday and Sonia didn't come because she was ill. But I was catching up on Corona Diaries because I confess. So, you know, this is why we always give you lot permission to, you know, take a break if you're behind with us. We get it. Life gets in the way. But I've been very behind with Corona Diaries. But I just, I've started catching up. Um, And uh, he was talking in one episode about how he hadn't listened to Lucky Man for ages and forgotten how much he liked it. And apparently, I think he emailed the whole band and said, we need to resurrect this. Yes. Um, and Pete apparently replied, I've been saying that for years. Oh, <laughs> yay. Uh, but I don't think the rest of the band like it. So what? that's why H played it. Oh, you know, you can always count on Pete and H. To like their shit songs. <laughs> no, it's a great song. It's a great song. I love that song. We'll see if I if I like it more than I used to when we get to Sounds That Can't Be Made, which should be imminent. Also, we were watching, was it Marillion Monthly or was it um, watching back Leicester? 
the Q and A from list. Oh yeah, was yeah that, that, was, that was that was on Marillion monthly. Yeah. yeah, and I have to say, um, it warmed my heart that Pete was the only one that wanted to, would have done, that said he was up for doing Eurovision. Yeah, I was I like, yeah, do Eurovision. That would be awesome. <laughs> None of the others. I like love that. Eurovision. Yeah. Anyway, carrying on. Uh, then he did, did uh, Sounds That Can't Be Made, talking off, which I thought was really good. Then he read some diary. There was a lot of chat. I love that, chat. though. I love the chat. I love the yeah. chat. Unless unless you're a Roger Waters fan. Um, what? Because well, he, he recently <laughs> did. You know, he's put out this new version of Dark Side of the Moon, Dark Side of the Moon Redux. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. And he did a, a oh, show, no. or two shows at the London Palladium. And the first hour was him reading from his diary. Uh, and on the first night, certainly he recounted a long story about a duck that came to live with him. <laughs> All these people were like, what's going on? Man, uh, I wish we'd gone to that. <laughs> I, I, I want to hear stories about ducks. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's not a normal gig. You know, you're there, yeah. it, you're there for, you know, I see them as an evening with type yes. of yeah, event, yeah. not a rock gig. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, especially like intimate gigs like that, you can listen to the songs anytime, but how often are you going to get a chance to hear someone speak live? Yeah, it's to be in the company of him. Yeah, it's really. Great. That's it what makes it, it really like. special. So then, uh, Crow and the Nightingale, which was great. Uh, then there was a, a break where he went outside and then came back in and did Fantastic Place, Cage from his solo uh, album. Sorry, can I just say, oh, Cage, you I want yeah. H to do more solo stuff. Yes. Oh, it's all, yeah. I loved hearing Cage live. Yeah. Or maybe not do more solo. Yeah, like just do more solo stuff live. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that album, I, lo- I love oh, Ice Cream so Genius. so good. It was so good live. Uh, then he did The Day Before You Came, the ABBA song. Yeah. Uh, and a, a rousing rendition of Estonia. Yes. Uh, and that was the end of the gig. And it was very good. Very lovely evening. No, it really was. It was definitely one of my... Favourite Marillion or Marillion-related uh, events. Yeah, we've same. Been to. Really, really enjoyed it. Same. Uh, we bottled talking to him afterwards, didn't we? I'm too shy. You're too shy. I I felt I'd drunk too much wine. Oh, did you? Yeah. I, I don't want to, you know, he's sober. Uh, I, you know, I don't really want to go up to him and go, oh, Steve, you know, Paul interviewed you on Beampod. Yeah, uh, that's why. When you had, oh, I, I didn't. Sober, I mean, I didn't I have much because I was. I can't remember why I wasn't drinking. A, uh, um, neck ache. Oh yeah, oh, God. your allergies um, playing up. Yeah. But I just realised I'm just like really shy. It's horrible. You why do I have shy, to be that shy? But I'm shy too. I want to be don't like one I of I those com- confident people that can just talk to anyone. Yeah. Oh, shout out by the way to Andy, who we uh, had met in uh, before, and who was on the table next over to us, who came and. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Hello, Andy. Meanwhile, our new friend is like, "Oh, you remembered his name, but you don't remember our <laughs> na- my name." Oh, how bad! Should look. Him I up. don't remember anyone's name, even my own. Yeah, we've had um, we've had a full on few weeks and migraines and and shit. Health whingers are back. Health whinging podcast. Uh, yeah, uh, people will listen to this Mucko. They must have like the worst life. All they do is complain about it. They must have a terrible life. 
I know, just health. Health? Not the best health, but no, my, my health's well, pretty good most I think of the my time. My health is all right. You've just had a cold. It's quite natural. Uh, yeah, but but the crooked billet itself. The reason why I wanted to do it was because of the history, mm. and I'm glad I did because it was a special night in itself. But just to kind of go, ah, oh. we couldn't see the room where the gig had taken place because that was H's dressing room. Oh yeah, but um. I think you could peer into the window. Well, you could, but he was in there. Oh, was he? Yes, it's his dressing room. Oh, my God, I did peer in had, once. I didn't see anyone Could have had his there, trousers though. down. Could have been doing anything in there, Sanya, and I you're peering s- in. I will say it was a tiny room. Yes, well, yeah, well, yeah. famously, too many people showed up. And I don't know how they fit that many people the in The band there. had to climb out the window. Yeah, so there was no stage as such. Oh, he wasn't in there when I looked because he was doing sh- a sound check. Oh, I see. So okay. he, he was safe. <laughs> I also peered in the bathroom window. That, <laughs> that he was, uh, I just I'm not going to say, I'm not gonna say what I was going to say. What? No, I'm not. Oh, no, because no, it's going to ruin the episode. Oh, but now I want to know. Why would that ruin an episode? I it's don't part know. Of life. People, well, it's people, true. People do it every day. If you don't, you people have to go to hospital. People think it's crass. Yeah, but if you don't do it, you end up dead like Elvis. Oh, my God. Your obsession with Elvis being constipated well, is, okay, is bizarre. Well, okay, months. Really, I find that really hard to believe because... You Why are you whispering? To, He's you not here. You the doctor before, long before four months were up. Well, maybe... I don't really think this is the podcast we're talking about Elvis's constipation, but I suspect Same during those four conspiracy. months where he was allegedly constipated, he might have got something out. Not, uh, you know, because that's that's it. it's what no one talks about. Is that Elvis? Elvis basically had a heart attack from trying to squeeze out a big poo that he hadn't done in in four months. Apparently, apparently four months. Pretty Ugh. sure it's medically impossible. He pooped. I'm not going to say anymore. Look, I know because I'm at risk. Here, I'm teetering on the brink of being of just going down a whole toilet toilet humor rabbit hole. This is our first episode back. People already think we're scum. <laughs> you know, then again, there's that other part of my brain that goes, double down on it, Paul. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've got a troll that lives inside me. You know, Steve, Steve Ogarth's got a silverback gorilla that lives in him. And you've got, got a little troll. troll. Okay, go on, Paul, say it. Go on, go on, <laughs> go on, go on, go on. Talk some more about Elvis not being out of poo. Mm. <sighs> um. So in uh, in relation to H joining the band, I thought, you know, as we're easing back in to doing the podcast, I, th- I thought I'd um, have a look back at some of the stories relating to Steve joining the band back in 1989 and Seasons End coming out and all of that, because I, I recently, for the purposes of our YouTube channel, Digitizer, go watch our latest videos. They're really good. They're, they're not like, freaking awesome. They're not, like the, other, so they're not like the other weird ones that you've all probably had a look at and kind of gone, that's weird. Uh, yeah. Uh, they're better no, than that. These are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so humble. So humble. I lost confidence. They're not as weird, though, one. are they? They're not as weird as they used to be. No. I'm sure we'll find a way of making them weird. I mean, they're quite. 
they have their moments. They, they have, have their moments, of just, course. That's us going on our travels. So if you ever miss us on the podcast... Go and see where we are. Yeah. Uh, we went to Sellafield, didn't we? Yeah, that was creepy. Yeah. Uh, what was I talking about? <laughs> what was I talking about? I forgot what uh, I was oh, Elvis? Yeah. oh, yeah. For the purposes of doing some research, because uh, I had to look up a load of stuff about Sellafield for our YouTube channel, um, I... I Signed up to newspapers.com where you can search back kind of 150 years worth of newspapers. They don't have like every newspaper, but they do have a lot. That's amazing. 150 years. Yes. That's so cool. So I did a search from Marillion. You can search by date. So I was able to look look up 1989 and just to say, I wanted to see what the mainstream was saying, what, what the tabloids and the regular newspapers was said about him joining. So this first one is from the Daily Telegraph's gig listings page from December 1989. History continues to be repeated by the new genesis. This is like, you know, what? 1989. Singer-lyricist Fish has left the band. His replacement is a low-profile sound-alike with no flair for schoolboy poetry. A sound-alike. What? A sound-alike. They sound nothing like each other. Get used to this. <laughs> Get used to these. I'm going to read some more. Also, out. no, no flair for schoolboy poetry. Is that a compliment or a um, the opposite of a compliment? <laughs> I don't know. I like, don't know. How are you meant to take that? Uh, there's a little bit in a. There was a quite a large article in the South Wales Echo the same month. Um, well, I won't read it all because it's quite a big article. Uh, but my favourite bit is... Um, I'm going to see if I can find it. Oh, no. Where is it? Where Pete basically <laughs> doesn't doesn't list what he said, but where it said Pete, uh, Pete then goes off uh, for quite some time listing unpronounceable Welsh towns. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> They just like skip over it, but <laughs> oh dear. Um, I mean, there are there. It wasn't all as negative as I expected. What surprised me is that Season's End was was actually better reviewed mm. than I'd anticipated. But what you do get, and you, I saw the sort of uh, pattern there, is the. Just the same old tired tropes and comparisons, just like time after time after time. It was, it's just like, anyway. So this is, um, this is in the Southport Visitor from October 1989, review of Season's End. So this is it, Marillion Without Fish, the most famous Scot after Kenny Dalgleish and Ian St. John, they were footballers. Would the masters of progressive rock take a step further in their fairly illustrious career, or would they find themselves in deep water? This, this is the other thing. Right, all of these articles, or at least nine out of ten of them, are just full of fish puns. Oh my goodness! Like it just gets out of control. The worst one was was referred. We'd never make puns like that, would we, Paul? Yes. But we do it knowingly with irony and that, therefore, we're cool. <laughs> These are just lazy journalists. Worst one I saw was referring to them as fish and his microchips. 
I know. It didn't I didn't even get that. I didn't even get it. And it was like, and even then afterwards, it was like, oh, sorry, but I just couldn't resist the pun. I don't get that. No, no nor did I. Uh, Maybe you had to live in that era to understand it. New oh, front, wait, we did. New frontman Steve Hogarth has a, a voice suited to the music. Indeed, he sounds a quite capable replacement for the big man. That's the other thing. Fish is either referred to as big or fat. Literally just fat. Not even kind of kind of calling him chunky or What? He's, he's not fat, though. It, it was constant. That was the other thing. And then there are other ones which kind of go on about being bald. And, you know, it, it's so, so rude. You think we're the, and the, this isn't the music press. This is just regular newspapers, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I've managed to find the classic one about how uh, Fish was trying to copy, uh, co- copy Genesis by copying Phil Collins' haircut, which is just 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 roll your eyes. Anyway, uh, anyway, I, that, I'm not going to read any more of that because it's a good review. <laughs> it's not that interesting. Uh, gave it eight out of ten, which was a surprise. Hey. Um. Then in uh, God, God, how small is the writing on this one? Where I can't even find the bloody. Can you not zoom in? Yeah, I can. Oh, you can. Um. Right, Marillion, this was in uh, the Ottawa Citizen. They got a lot of reviews. In Canada? In Canada, I noticed. Cool. Or at least at least there are a lot of uh, newspapers from Canada on newspapers.com. Marillion, season's end. The title of Marillion's last album said it all, Clutching at Straws. This was never a band that held any promise of longevity, yet keep plodding along anyway. What, in oh, your face, mate. Yeah, <laughs> like, you look at it from... From this timeline, from where we are now, and it's like, oh, whoops. Uh, it was conceived as a rock fantasy, an itching desire to bring back Genesis with Peter Gabriel at the helm, wearing a huge daisy around his head. Meridian still held some fascination for a short while, mainly due to its bizarre lead vocalist, Fish. <laughs> bizarre! Who meshed Genesis's passion for old English folktales with the nightmare of Vietnam and other global horror stories. I know Sanya's face right now. But Fish himself has had come to the point where he felt he was clutching at straws. He was recently replaced by Stieg Hogarth, who was about to sell his house and get out of the music business when this opportunity came along. He probably should have. Season's End doesn't have the bar band zeal, bar band zeal, for pretending to be Genesis. It all sounds very tired. Wow. I mean, you, you just have to ask, have they even listened to it? Probably not. They probably just like... Listen to a few seconds. That's that's the sense I get from all of these reviews. There's this one, Staffordshire, the Staffordshire, I can't even say it, Staffordshire newsletter, uh, December 1989. Have you ever wondered where they get those second-rate singers who wail songs like Karma Comedian through Tannoy speakers in crowded supermarkets on a Saturday morning? Marillion obviously have. Otherwise, where else did they find Steve Hogarth? The new That's sing- so rude. The new singer chosen to replace the irreplaceable fish. And then, and then, does a full golem. Actually, that's a bit unfair because Hogarth actually sounds quite good on record. It, then, then, goes back the oh other way. Oh, my God. The pendulum this, swings. This, this article is literally written by Gollum. It'll give you the emotional bends. It's what he looks, walks and acts like that is the problem. I mean, just oh so goodness. unnecessarily mean. Uh, 
I mean, it, it, I'm sorry, I've got pause because I'm just reading down. Dressed in black, dressed in baggy black shirt and trousers, he took to wearing ridiculous white Michael Jackson gloves. <laughs> they were as out of place as Hogarth and his attempts to be one of the lads met with approval, approval only at the very front of the crowd. The gloves, we know what the gloves did. It yeah. wasn't a fashion statement. I mean, oh well. What can you do? This person obviously doesn't understand. The game is definitely over, finishes Keith Harrison. Uh, so I'm just reading this one. South Wales Echo. Cool, cool. Good one. Tis strange, don't you think, fellow PEP scholars? PEP stood for, I think, Pop Entertainment something else. It's the name of the page. That some bands can lose a lead singer and still retain all the potential and clearly defined identity they were born with. Look at the Smiths. They were a voice, Morrissey. Same with the Bunnymen, a voice, Ian McCulloch. Johnny Hates Jazz were a sound. They lost singer Clark Datchner, but the distinct sound remained. Marillion fall easily into the sound category in this pop characterization. However powerful departed singer Fish was, Marillion have not moved on one inch from their progressive rock past. The hit single Hooks in You, wildly belted out by new voice Steve Hogarth, showed the band and the sound, was welcomed with open arms. Alas, this album is a major disappointment. Safe for Hooks, Season's End displays none of the imagination and drive of previous attempts. Many of the songs are tiresome, drawn-out self-indulgences. Lots of atmosphere, but no clearly defined landscapes. Painstaking guitar solos ramble on for an eternity, and the gentle moments lack the heartfelt softness of vintage offerings like Lavender and Kaylee. Um, after, after, after me? Uh, Easter? Hello? I thought the article started off really positive, <sighs> and then like they just did a U-turn. Rival simple, it rivals Simple Minds Street Fighting Years for Most Yawnsome Album of the Year Award. I like Street Fighting Years, so in your face, anonymous reviewer. Uh, here's an interesting one from um, the Huddersfield Daily Examiner. It's a review of Hooks in You. Fishless Marillion blasts back with new frontman Steve Hogarth and possibly their strongest single to date. What is interesting mm. is how the this the music press here seemed to like hooks in you whereas Marillion mm. fans broadly horrified <laughs> by it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's strange, isn't it? Opinions vary so wildly. Yeah. Is <sighs> a review from The Independent. Oh, fancy. Of season's end. What do you do if your prized fish leaves the pond for fresh waters? <laughs> you actually laughed at that. You laughing because it's shit or you laughing because yeah. they thought that was witty. Yeah. Marillion simply replaced its larger than life singer with a good looking guy called Steve Hogarth, who sounds like he should be with Foreigner. I know what love is. Great song. Yeah. But this is Foreigner with a global conscience. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then it goes on. Um, what will Marillion's diehard followers make of their changes if they tighten their paisley bandanas, they won't feel a thing and they can swoon over Steve? I mean, given that it was a 99% male audience, I don't know how much swooning. Men can like other men and swoon yeah, over I other know, men. Yeah, I know. That's okay. But we know that. 
but Marillion? I mean, I know our friend Nick loves them, but... Uh, loves them as it, in Marillion or men? Well, both. both. <laughs> <laughs> Literally both. But by the same token, Marillion, I don't know, they were, back then the audience was, it was quite a hetero audience, I think it's safe to say. And male. Hetero heavy audience. Yeah. Um, boring review. Uh, not boring review, but a, well, it was a bit of a boring review, but review of uninvited guests that calls it boring. Um, Would they own, they only reviewed uninvited guests by itself? Well, it was a single. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, another one of Hooks in You that gave it four out of ten. Um, I mean, I think this exercise is just proving a point that opinions have no objective uh, value. You say that they, like... They vary you so say that, wildly. You say that like I've done this on purpose, Sanya, to prove a point. <laughs> <laughs> As if I'd be that clever. <laughs> I wish people could see your face. All they have to picture is beaming smugness. <laughs> Uh, so you know, let's. I might now that you've got what I'm doing. I mean, I might just leave it there. Uh, but the point is, Marillion have always come in for for, for stick, mm. uh, and mostly it's been un unjust and and uninformed. Uh, so, you know, I understand that people are defensive over Marillion because I am. It's why I started this bloody podcast. Yeah, I am extremely defensive about Marillion, uh, but we're all friends here. We're all on the same side. Uh, and it should be us versus twats who constantly compare them to Genesis in 1989, when they clearly sounded nothing like Gen early Genesis, as mm. a lot of these reviews, which I haven't read out because I've, I've bored myself with that exercise. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're all on the same side here. You know, uh, regardless of what era you like, regardless of which lead singer you like, we love the music and this band. Talking of um, this band, we have some letters about this band. We thought we'd just hear from some of you before we wrap up this week. Yes, we received a lot of letters. We have a lot of letters. So we're not going to be able to read them all. As we've said, we're not going to read out any of the fish-related ones because we don't because, want to... Because uh, we don't want to go down that off. road anymore. Yeah, but, you know, thank you for... But we appreciate them. We, well, we appreciate them big time. Um, and yes, I'd, I don't want, no, I'm not going to say that. Well, they were hundred percent supportive, weren't they? Yeah, uh, they were. <laughs> I mean, they were, um, of, well, but supportive of, of our right, to, and our approach to the topics that we were talking about. Yeah. Um, anyway, whatever, but you know, we can all agree to disagree without it getting nasty. Everyone. Um, do you want to read out one? So our first email this week is from Alice Norton and Alice has been listening to the albums 
along with us and sharing well not at the exact same time as us as you'll see and sharing them with her fiance she's gone back basically she's gone back she started the podcast so she won't get to this uh episode for at least another three years (laughs) oh yeah oh hi alice of the future yeah hey i've got the perfect nickname for her go on antivirus alice norton Oh, yeah, I know, but I was thinking of... Um... Oh, come on. Please yes, give me no, some credit for Yay, that. Thank you. Brilliant. Don't just like stare off trying to top it. Oh. Sorry. Um, um, I will say, Alice, um, we've really appreciated your emails. However, we don't have the time to read out a, an essay every week. No, that's okay. We're just going to read bits from the email. Yeah, they're long emails. Um, so... Yes. In this in this recap, Alice had just come to the end of the EMI era, Marillion's EMI era, and had got to holidays in Eden. And she says, this was my second Hogarth era album after listening to Brave and was certainly a lot different than I was expecting. But I guess I was lucky in having the hindsight of knowing that they'd go back to Moody Prog again straight afterwards. I certainly don't hate it like so many do, although the steamer could certainly be improved by removing the church organ noodling parts. The steamer, for those who are new to this podcast, as if there is anyone, uh, is what I whimsically refer to the uh, song Holidays in Eden as. Yes. The steamer. So that would be interesting to hear it without the organ, the church organ in it, see if it if it changes the they sound, they should take much. that out. Um, plus the sort of guitar, vocals, drums, bass, <laughs> keyboards, and see what it sounds like. <laughs> Probably a vast improvement. <laughs> um, however, Alice continues. My fiance hated it. She heard it once and described "No One Can" as sounding like a '90s boy band song, like the Backstreet Boys, and re- has refused to listen to the album again ever since. Yes, that is what it sounds like, and I love it. And then Alice listened to Brave, mentioning that uh, she'd already discovered Brave thanks to its be thanks to it being in a heavy metal magazine's top one hundred reader poll in oh, two thousand and two slash two thousand and three. That was another um, a review of the band that I found that referred to them as headbangers. What? <laughs> no, it's like they don't listen, do they? What? Are you- <laughs> But then you did say, remember you said you met someone who wrote the horoscope for a newspaper once and they told you they just made it all up. I didn't meet someone that did that. I did that. Oh, you did it. What? Yes, when I worked at Teletext. What? I, Why did my brain edit that? When when I first started working at Teletext, they they had no one to do the, the, the horoscopes. Mm. So they just got whoever was available. And I was asked to do it on a couple of occasions it was just whoever was available yeah so you see that makes me that makes me question even the music reviews like how much have they listened to the album i don't know well i have a mate who did a review of a tapau gig he was Mm -hmm. sent uh, he had a hotel room Mm -hmm. he was sent to do the review and interview the lead singer carol decker afterwards Mm mm-hmm he didn't go to the gig and he cobbled together the review from quotes from other interviews. 
No. Yeah, so, <laughs> so there you go, everyone. <laughs> Take from yeah. that what you will. He decided to drain the mini bar in his hotel room instead. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you were saying about right. Alice. Oh, Alice was saying. Mm, so Brave has, let's use Alice's words. Brave has brave i put in the brave has remained not just one of my favorite meridian albums tied with figazian marbles for a trio at the top spot but one of my favorite albums of all time ever since i did a bit of digging and discovered it was the fourth ever item i ordered off of amazon all the way back in 2004 all i wish is that i'd gotten on with creating the track mix i sent to you a couple of weeks ago to replace paper lies with winter trees 20 years ago to make it truly perfect all this time is i wonder is, is would there be any way to share that i don't know if we're allowed or, to share or if that. alice could post I mean, I a think, link to it I, on I think facebook people could or do it themselves oh, okay yeah you know, people could just make a, make playlist. a playlist of the songs take out, in Brave take out paper lies and put and winter, trees winter trees yeah that would be cool mm-hmm. uh and then alice's fiance's opinion on brave it took her multiple listening attempts for this one to really get through and it was only on the final listen that she got it which i think really helped which i think was really helped by the atmosphere of us being on a late night drive through the scottish start again which i think what you say when you say scottish countryside do not stumble Given recent history over that first syllable of countryside. Oh, okay. oh my goodness. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. No, I didn't do that on purpose. That's just how I speak. <laughs> so, okay, so. It was only on the final listen that she got it, which I think was really helped by the atmosphere of us being on a late night drive through the, through the Scottish countryside. For a session of stargazing, the band really are right to say to turn the lights off and the music up. Thank you, Antivirus. Uh, and for all your other thoughts on the many, many Meridian albums. Our next letter is from a old friend of mine, Ellie Pertil. Nickname. Oh, I feel a bit bad. Kind of. Because I know, you know, Ellie. You also know me and you give me nicknames. What nicknames have I ever given you? You know. What I haven't heard. What nicknames have I ever given you? Bubs. Okay, that was started. That was ironic and stuck. Anyway, I'm not. She's called Ellie. I'm so trying not to say it. Helicopter? Fine, great, brilliant, good. Yes, helicopter. That's rubbish. <laughs> okay, what were you going to say? No, I'm not saying it because it's it would be mean. It rhymes with Ellie. Helicopter. Dearest Paul and Sam. No, oh, that's throwing me off. She wrote Dearest Saul and Panya. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice uh, that. I feel compelled to write to you, protest at you restarting of Beampod when I still haven't caught up with your back catalogue. It is extremely inconsiderate of you. I saw your summer break as an opportunity to get right up to date and then you come back and start again. For shame! Uh, I love listening to you both. Uh, is this just saying how much he likes us? Because I don't know if I could bring myself to read that out. <laughs> if you actually if you actually put in... <laughs> Sorry, I hadn't read this beforehand. You, I got Sanya to compile the emails. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> 
It is because you've... <laughs> Look, you said we could only do emails that weren't about the fish topic, which there were only like three. <laughs> there were only three emails that didn't talk about the fish, sub- uh, the fish issue. Uh, I'm trying to now skip all the really nice stuff that she says about us. Um... Sometimes your thoughts reflect my own so much that it's a bit eerie. Okay, that's again being nice to us. Um, oh, I'll read this bit. I guess what I am really writing to say this time is I didn't think anything could make me love Marillion more than I did and do. They've been such a big part of my whole life forever, but this podcast absolutely has. Please do carry on if you can find the time and I will try to keep up. Of course we're carrying on. Um, one request though please stop talking about them stopping and how this might be the last album I like Lucy at least the Lucy from 2021 when we interviewed her uh, and being an ostrich about how old they are about how old some of us all are Um, keep up the good work see you at a gig soon hope so are you going to the roundhouse that would be nice Uh, yeah um, yeah I do keep thinking about it I mean H said on his podcast recently that he's 67 that's young. I don't I don't think anyone would say 67 is young, Sanya. I mean, that's really kind of you to say. By today's standards, I saw... Um, who did I see? There was a guy in his 90s that was still... Um, yes. Competing in some sort of sport. I can't remember the details of it. <laughs> I can't remember the oh, details of it, thank, Paul, thanks. but thanks. I know the general sounds, idea. Sounds like a lie. I don't I don't think he was going to be like an Olympian. He wasn't an Olympian, but he was still quite active. And, you know, look at um, the other famous band. The Rolling Stones? The Rolling Stones. They're still touring. What's left of them? Yes. Yes. They're doing all right. I wouldn't say that to Charlie Watts. Uh, you know, uh, I guess. Uh, uh, so yeah, yeah, we're all putting our head in the sand. At least we know there's at least one more album to come. Yes. Uh. Anyway, um, thank you, uh, Ellicott. That's the worst nickname we've given anyone. You come up with a better one. I then. did. I. I, well, I didn't, but there is one that I can't think beyond. Because um, I'm sure it's... The, no, I can't. Oh, my I... goodness. <laughs> you you just make it worse than what it is because then our imaginations fill in the gap. I make everything worse. Don't you know that about <laughs> me by now? <laughs> um, oh, I don't know whether to read this one out because it does mention the... Topic. Uh, the... I've just had a quick skim, and I think um, I think we shouldn't. But thank you, Father Ed. No, oh, I was talking about Pete Pajamas one. Oh, why did you put the Father Ed one in our list? That you said these are the emails. These are the emails I put in bold text. The ones that aren't oh. about the topic, but I think this one might be. This one, okay. Let me just read it. We can always this is chaos sort it out afterwards. <laughs> this is chaos. So Pete Pajamas is back, like the renegade master, and he says, "I think back in the mists of time when I first started listening to Biampod, you were already pondering what would happen when you ran out of albums to talk about. Not sure whether I stuck it in an email to you or if it was just an idea in my head, but I certainly thought moving on to the Fish solo albums would be a great idea." Just to be clear, I take oh it all back. Oh my God! You Please put this don't in. Don't go there. You put this in bold. 
as one to read out. What is the matter with you? It was funny. Okay, so now for something completely different. Have you come across this website yet? It's called HTTPS. This works so well in a podcast. So this is not on the World this is Wide great. Web. This, this is, is great. just HTTPS. Colon, Why have you, no, this is a terrible email to have included. There's a link. I don't think this, studio dot this bit isn't to be read out. This bit isn't to be read out. Forward slash. It's a link. It's a link, but if people want to go to the website, they can find it. Studio.gaudio, G-A-U-D-I-O. L-A-B dot I-O, Gaudiolab.io. Basically, you can upload any MP3 or audio file and it uses magic or AI, whatever, to break it down into its component parts, vocal, drums, keys, bass, guitar, etc. And it is bloody marvellous. Want to make your own karaoke version of Marillion tunes, tunes without H getting in, away, in the way? No problem. How about hearing... And Ian thrashing his drum kit without that annoying Rothers wailing guitar on top. Sure thing. Do you remember? You do you remember? Do you MSH remember I saw on the Meridian Forum Knock recently? yourself out. Do you remember when I saw on the Meridian Forum recently that someone said they'd check out another podcast the next time Pod has a letters episode? The letters yeah. episodes are not popular, which is why we've shoved these at the end. You're making it even harder if you start reading out website links you know you might as well just go you know because pete pajamas here everyone uh get a pen and paper ready because he's he's already <laughs> he's already done murder machines on this website so if you want to listen to his version of murder machines https colon uh forward slash forward slash studio dot gaudio lab dot io forward slash share question mark type equals gsep <laughs> and short equals five nine five b two two zero two uh dash Eight zero B C dash four C C A dash nine F C four C A A dash nine F C four dash A nine four one seven nine seven E five zero lowercase E they're all lowercase they're all lowercase it's the internet Sanya it's not case sensitive oh yeah never do that again can't promise you that next letter uh next and final letter for this week. <laughs> from Daniel Hamble, uh, Hamby, sorry, aka Hamble. Good afternoon. Hope you're both well. As you both might remember from a Patreon comment I made a while ago. Hey, we've got a Patreon. Uh, www.patreon.com slash Mr. Biffo. You can support us. Why would you want to these days? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, on his, uh, he says on his Patreon comment, I reveal to you that I'm a big fan of the show Taskmaster. So my two questions to you are, see, this is a better sort of email. Yeah, I know. That's why I put it in there. Better than Pete Pajamas email. But, but I wanted to mention Pete Pajamas talking about Studio Gaudio Lab. So my two questions... Studio Gaudio Lab is a great idea. You put in any song and you can separate... Right. We could have done that ourselves. You can separate the drums, Please stop keyboard. going on about Studio Gaudio Lab, whatever it is. If they want to sponsor us, we'll go on about it some more. Hamble's questions are, yes. if the five members of Meridian did Taskmaster, who would win? Taskmaster, by the way, in case you don't know, it's a, a TV show, a comedy t- game show, whereby comedians compete in ridiculous tasks, don't they? I think they've got clips on YouTube. It's really good. Why don't you give us? Why don't you read out the uh, the full address of those clips, Sonia? HTTPS. No, don't. Please colon... don't. Don't. Stop. Seriously, because I know you'll do it. And it's it's really not. No. Just please. 
Um, Hamble says his money's on Mark Kelly. Who would win? Um, Mark Kelly. Yeah. No, no, sorry. Pete, I think, has a good chance because considering he can play like five million instruments, he's already got a brain that is able to uh, m- not multitask, but be is multi-talented. So his brain can be is wide and varied in its abilities and able to pattern, recognise things that well, you really know him well don't you similar. you know everything about him don't you this is just a, this is just what i guess from looking at him i think mark so i mark. think i think pete's got a great chance and he's very uh fit and healthy because he goes running uh mark, so does mark. mark so mark got a chance as well because didn't he build his own keyboards and stuff oh, i think i remember reading that in his book oh, yeah back which means time. he might be good at taskmaster mark will come first then pete uh then oh rothers no, the thing is, I can't imagine Ian even wanting to take part. So I think he would be disqualified because he'd just not engage with it. <laughs> he just wouldn't be bothered. So I'd say Rothers uh, third and then H just because he's so scatterbrained would be fourth. The, the disqualification for Ian. A disqualification? Do you get disqualifications in Taskmaster? Well, I think if you decide that you're not going to engage take part. with it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, and Hamble finishes by saying I'm very much looking forward to hearing your thoughts on sounds that can't be made and the rather solo album released shortly after uh, which might be my favourite side project yes we should do that because yes, I love Ghost of Pipiat I've never listened to it like from start to finish the, ne- the next three albums I've been thinking about this quite a lot because the next three albums are well you know them already uh, yes you know you know uh, those three because you sort of came in at sounds that can't be made didn't you yeah um, and they are all the tricky thing is going to be kind of coming at it from a critical perspective because I love all three of those albums and they get better yeah in my in my opinion you know sounds was a really strong album I mean I you know as we've said we liked happiness is the road certainly that first disc mm. uh, but then sounds that can't be made was like whoa okay uh, then fear was an even bigger wall and and, and it's going to be so weird is... because i was around and i was around you at the release of each of those mm. next three albums yeah which is like i've actually got memories anchored to the release of those albums so we'll have to we... wow bizarre first time ever in Biampod history yes yes it's a real new era yes but i actually do see those albums as an era they are an era. I see them. Not just because of our relationship, but they, that was a sort of, I don't know, it just felt like a sort of turning point because I suppose they're all single albums and they, they're they so strong, that run of albums. I, I can understand them being intimidated at the thought of writing a follow-up to an hour before it's dark. Mm, it's a lot of pressure, uh, isn't a it? Lot of to pressure. try and live up to previous work that is... So good. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't need to be better. It just needs to be as good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, right. Well, I felt we got a little bit uh, all over the place towards the end there. But um, as comebacks go, could be worse. Anyway. Anyway, let's let's wrap it up there, shall we? We're back. We're back. Yes, we're we're back. back. All right. Uh, next week. I imagine there will be one next week. I'm not sure what we're doing yet, but we... Have you started your sounds that can't be made notes? No. Okay. I haven't. That's a job um, for you this week. Yeah. I've got to get back on track with that. Yeah. 
I just wanted to know, we we had a second letter from Daniel Hamby, which he ended with, P.S. Did you see clips from the U2 shows at the Sphere? Now, I know that you have been very, very obsessed with the Sphere in Las Vegas yes. since it was opened. Yes. And I was kind of like, I didn't really understand why you were that enthralled with it. I was like, okay, I mean, it's a big sphere. Yes, it's got a lot of screens, so what? And then someone I follow on Instagram... It's not got a lot of screens. It is a screen. Made up of like a million tiny screens. Anyway, then someone I follow on Instagram actually went and put it on their stories. Oh, now you're interested. On their Instagram stories. You're not interested... Well, the footage that they got... You're not interested when your own husband tells you this is really cool. The footage that they got, though, it was like... It was... You too. It looked like they were outside in yes, the desert. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. That's right. Anyway, it's incredible. Friend of the podcast, Dimples, is there now. Yes. So hopefully, he will let us know how it is in real life. I'm sure. I'm sure. He'll tell but us. yeah, when I saw her footage, and it was like, what? They look like they're outside. They look like they're in the middle of the desert. Do you know? I'm sorry. I'm not engaging with this. Why? I've been putting it on the telly. Yeah, but I was ignoring it. I know. Why? That's hurtful. Why that is you, that? Some rando. I was just on, like, yeah, okay, wow, it's a nice sphere. Some rando on social media you're listening to, but not She's your not own husband. She's not a rando. I follow her podcast She's very a rando. closely. It's as, as we are to our listeners. We're just randos. Just not rando. No one should listen to anything we say or take it seriously. And they should all form their own opinions and not let themselves be affected by the opinions of randos like us. <laughs> Unless they go to the Las Vegas Sphere and post a video of it on their Instagram stories, and because it's on, it's filmed in vertical, and it fills your whole phone screen. So when you see it filmed in vertical, and I think that's the difference on YouTube, it was filmed in horizontal. Uh, when you see it filmed vertically, and then so you can actually get the uh, the idea of the height. I mean. Yeah, if, if, only, if only Christopher Nolan had filmed Oppenheimer in vertical on his phone. Yeah, I'm sure it would be a much that's more, much more impressive s- cinematic experience. But that's not about the visual... That's not about the visual <laughs> impact of a building, of a really tall building. Forget IMAX, everyone. Just watch things on your phone in vertical. Just TikTok's all you need. No, it's not. It won't, It doesn't work for everything, but it worked it for this because it was. It's such a tall sphere. It's several. <laughs> tall sto- sphere. It's several stories high. I've been telling you all this. I'm actually a little bit annoyed. Uh, this, yeah, I'm sorry. I know. A little bit annoyed that I've been going on about. You should. It in well, you life. should have gone. Get yourself a ticket to Las Vegas, yeah, gone in there, filmed what, it on your with phone. With what money? Exactly. It's not exactly. There's not exactly anything. Uh, I'd love we'll get, to go. We'll get our friend Mark to do it and say, please, Mark, can you film it in vertical when you're in there? Because Sanya wants to see the actual well, full visual impact of the height of the I sphere. I can show you on YouTube any one of the many videos that I've played in front of you that you literally didn't bother watching. <laughs> Just tuned out. Yeah. Um, the, uh, they are they are hopefully building one in East London, aren't they? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, is it going to be as big, though? Uh, I get the feeling it is. I think it might be the same consortium. Would you ever go to the ABBA? Yeah, uh, I'd love to. ABBA's great. ABBA holographic show. Yes. You would. Yeah. See our friend Mark. Some going on about Mark. Well, he's been to that. He's absolutely obsessed with it. He loves it. There's something about it that puts me off, and I think it's paying money to see a hologram. Is it because your husband said he wanted to go? 
Is that what? No, people it's because it's is a it hologram. I said, and yeah, it's so like I don't. Why would I want to go and see a hologram? They're not holograms. Not really. Not an, not. An I actual bet. Hologram. I bet if I went, I think it was fantastic. You would. You're like that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You do that. Anything we do. <laughs> It's not true. Like, like H natural. You're like, oh, it's in a tent. Mm, no, I wasn't yeah, like that. Dinner. No. That's False accusations. False accusations. I was very excited to go and see H natural in the crooked billet. But I I did think I'd feel cold because it was in the <laughs> garden. But it wasn't like that at all. No. Uh, anyway, uh, on that note. Let's wrap up this. I'm a bit bored of it now. It's, it's sort of just meandered for the last Sorry. 15 minutes. Uh, you, lo- you lost me when you started reading out that, that website address. That's when I started to lose interest in this episode. Just saying. That was HTTP. HTTP. Please don't. Seriously. Colon, send so, seriously. Forward slash, forward I'm stopping slash. it now. Right, everyone. Bye. We'll speak to you next week. Bye. Thanks for sticking with us.
Constantinople may be laid in smoking ruins, and the last shrieks of their women and children may give way to the silence of death.